Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. Nice to see you. Well done making the effort to get to your mat. The physical focus of this practice is on your side bodies. It's an interesting focus, very sensitive. Have you noticed how sensitive your side bodies are? How sensitive you are? That's true, you're a sensitive being. That's how it seems to me. And so the physical focus is on the side bodies. The more intentional focus of this practice is what lives in the side bodies. Ooh, that's delicate. Up on the board, you'll see, left side, we hold the emotion of shame. That's a fascinating emotion that seems to drive much of our decisions. Many, you could say, you could easily argue that. Right side, this perspective that we're not good enough. And that's a perspective that you have. It's a perspective we share. It's unique. You have your own language around it, your own set of listening around it your own set of behaviors around it and how it influences your life. And so the side bodies, the perspective of feeling not good enough evokes the emotion of shame. The way in which we behave as a consequence of shame reinforces the perspective that we're not good enough. They're a dynamic duel that seem to pummel us along the way. That's certainly been true for me. I've noticed that in my life. I still notice in my life how this perspective of not being good enough is present, how it reveals itself, and how shame is soon to follow. Like good mates that hang out together and cause trouble together. <laughs> I'm going to build a case around these two experiences that live in your body so you can understand why it's useful and beneficial to you to pay attention to your side bodies this morning, to rid yourself of this energy, because otherwise it will grip you, paralyze you, and then ultimately collapse you. How do you know that? It's already occurred. It's already happened in your life. That's what's so useful about having a memory and a past. All you do is have to look there and to gather and gain all the evidence that you need It's a loud motorcycle. <laughs> and so my hope is that you can find yourself in these distinctions about the layout. And they counter each other. The first is the quiet position. How you're quiet. And you are. Then alternatively, the move to engage and what that takes. I noticed this in myself, I've noticed this in myself my entire life, as far as I can remember, the quiet position. And I've been noticing it quite a bit here, through people coming through. And so I'm, hmm, I always like to define my experience and I also like to define other people's experience. <laughs> I mean, this weird social experiment called Peace Retreat, it's like an endless amount of content to teach from. <laughs> 
hanging around people. I mean, it's fascinating. And that's really the primary focus I have in my teaching. Me, trying to sort myself out and also attempting to engage in a way that people can sort themselves out as well. So that's the attempt of my teaching. And so the quiet position, I'd rather not be social. You know that. I, per I prefer to be quiet and observe and engage when I feel safe, which is rare. We don't feel safe in so many different ways, maybe in our own little cocoon that we created for ourselves. But feeling safe is very rare. I know that. I know that for myself and I notice that in others. Having a retreat center for the last 12 years, all the conversations I've had, thousands of conversations I've had over email and in person. And I get a good sense of how people orient themselves and why they're asking what they're asking and how they're attempting to create a safe experience for themselves. You know that because you're here. You know you what you had to confront to get yourself here. It was safety for sure. That was nestled into your equation of trying to figure out your move. Why the hell you came here? I have no idea. Fascinating. Always fascinating how people find themselves here. It's a bloody miracle. Of all the places you could be, somehow you found yourself here, which is not random. I get self-conscious when I start thinking about my inadequacies and the potential of them being revealed in front of others. The others, the others, the judgers. That's how we see other people, the judgers. They're going to see all of my inadequacies where I'm too tall, not tall enough. My hair is too curly, too straight. I have no hair. All of these different things that we can consider to be inadequacies that we have. And there's endless lists of that, if you haven't noticed. And where that can take you, that conversation, it's riveting when you start paying attention to that side of you. As a consequence, I become socially anxious and even awkward in social interactions. Has that ever happened? Other words, have you ever become weird? And the answer is absolutely yes. <laughs> In so many ways, we are so weird. It's incredible. My awkwardness manifests as being socially clumsy and feeling foolish. And as we become anxious, we start acting like the fool. We lose eye contact. We start fidgeting. I don't know, try and get out of the situation. Things don't go well from that state because people start looking. What is up with this person? Why are they behaving this way? And it's not less eyes, it's more eyes of the judges. And that's where panic can set in. This is totally unsafe. People are looking at me. I need to get the hell out of here as quickly as possible before I die. As a result, I no longer feel safe. 
I exit the situation. I'm alone, disappointed, and even more terrified of social interactions. That can happen. You could ask yourself, where are you most awkward in your life with other people? And an answer will come to you quite easily. You're not always confident. Maybe it's with your boss. Maybe it's a particular conversation with somebody that you don't like to have that leaves you feeling ah, awkward. And so the perspective reveals itself clearly. I'm not good at this and it's not for me. What's not for me is being social. Maybe I'll be social here in this setting, but I won't be here because it doesn't go well for me. That's how we can box ourselves out. I'm good here. I'm not good there. I don't go there. I'll go here. And how these perspectives can dictate the decisions we make and where we place ourselves in the world. When I was writing this out, brings me back how, oh, how bloody awkward I was for so long and still am. Many times I feel awkward. But a particular time in my life, I was very quiet for a long time. Very quiet. Just observe. I would just watch and assess. And really had no skill set in engaging. And when I did, I'd turn like beet red. <laughs> and just get like, ah. <laughs> like so awkward when somebody was looking at me. I couldn't handle it. I could not handle it. Because it was like the judger. The judges looking at me, they're going to see all my inadequacies and it was paralyzing. It took me years to work out of that. Even when somebody would say my name when I wasn't expecting it. It just frees me. It's like, ah, somebody wants something from me. This is not going to go well. And this whole conversation I'd have with myself and talk myself right into being awkward and just creating awkwardness for everybody because I had no skill. I also thought of uh, an example in a training that I was leading several years ago. There's a student that came and she was very awkward in her body, like we all are. <laughs> and what I noticed quite quickly is how awkward she was with hugs, just like paralyzed. And it was just so painful to watch her attempt to hug somebody. You know, there's huggers out there. <laughs> and it's like they'll hug anybody. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like we gather here in the jungle. It's a bunch of people. And some of those people were huggers. And what I noticed immediately is how uncomfortable she was with hugs. And how not good that was for her. because she would crumple. There would be less of her in that experience and fearful. And so I tasked her with getting good at hugs during your time here. And I confronted her with it quite quickly. 
which is an element to teaching. It's like you want to learn something, teach yourself how to hug. And so two weeks from now, when you leave this place, you can actually hug. And wouldn't that be amazing? And it was remarkable to watch her over a two-week span. She took on that commitment. It was fascinating. And to see the evolution and everything she had to work through. It wasn't just the hug. It was her entire past she had to work through to get herself to a place where she could actually feel comfortable and confident giving a hug and engage. Not just brace for impact. Ah! No! (laughs) But actually seek out that level of connection with people. And that actually occurred. It was remarkable. And how her confidence changed. How she actually lifted her eyes and was able to be with people in a totally different way because she worked through a particular fear. And that's part of this conversation is the attempt to understand where you're awkward because you are somewhere. And to do something about it, to engage with that part of you, the very part of you that you do not want to engage with. Which is in part like a handicap. It keeps you naive. And so the idea is to move to engage. Primarily you need to know where you behave awkwardly. Where the hell that is. Because it's somewhere in you. Once you do, it's necessary to have a plan, one, of the, one that is well thought out and is aimed at solving how and where you're awkward. That's what I noticed with me of how I would choose not to be in social settings. And so what I had to do is place myself in social settings and sometimes by myself. Because what I used to do was just spend time with people, mostly friends and those kinds of things. So it, was, it wasn't just me. I had to break free of that and put myself in social settings, just me. And I did not like that at all to begin. But I had a plan. It's like, okay, I need to work through this. And this is the way I'm going to work through this. The judges, the threat, I need to move into them. So stand up within yourself and for yourself and say and do what you need to say and do courageously. What do you think this practice is all about? Yoga. It's about standing up within yourself. Getting the internal posture that you need to be courageous in the world where you need it the most. And it's where you're awkward. Resist resist the urge to rush your progress. Practice patience and advance because it's going to take some patience. It's going to take some time. If you're so curious about this, it's not going to happen overnight. When you do become nervous, and you will, oh my goodness, that will occur. You'll need to focus and push your attention outwards onto others. Because when we get nervous, we go in. We've got to be able to push our energy out. One of the beautiful benefits of this practice, how to use your energy wisely and where to place it. Kriyas is an example. Kriyas are coming your way very soon. Kriyas. It's about pushing your energy out. And if you're able to do that in Kriyas, you're able to do that where you need it in your life. Learn to listen, pay attention, and risk taking risks. Again, the practice. Listen, pay attention, take risks on your mat. 
Confront the pose you don't want, don't like. Confront a feeling that's uncomfortable, leaves you feeling anxious and nervous. Say things to yourself you don't necessarily say. These are all the ways in which to confront yourself on your mat. The move to engage. You have many opportunities to do that over the course of the next 60 minutes. Do it wisely. Before we move, I have a question for you. Where do you tend to be awkward? Where in your life? With whom? Do we have an answer to that? Somewhere, somewhere out there within the judgers. Where is that place? Where do you get a sense of that? Say it again. Work teams that are not your own. Yeah. Okay, good. Thanks for that. Very good. Okay. What you're feeling and thinking, if you were to express that, you're not quite sure if it's going to fit and belong. Okay. Well said. Thanks for that. Anybody else? Risky answer, isn't it? Risky business. Okay, good to have an answer. You, good to have an answer. So you have something to practice towards. Choose something. What you could choose is where you're awkward. Use this practice to strengthen that part of yourself and to make that change in your life. Wouldn't that be something? Your life would be different. Maybe for the better. That's the attempt through this practice as I see it.